Hello all, welcome to another episode of our Pirkei Avot. Today I chose Perek Gimel, Mishnah Tetvav, third chapter, 15th Mishnah. Quite a short Mishnah, but very, very profound. Mishnah reads as follows. Hakol tzafui v'hadashut netuna u'betov ha'olam nidon v'hakol lefirov ha'maseh. Hakol tzafui means everything is seen. But permission is granted. And the world is judged favorably. Everything is based on majority of people's actions. Is almost contradictory if you're not understanding it properly. Because you're telling me that Hashem can see everything. But permission has been granted. You have permission to do what you want. So if I have permission to do what I want, how could it be that Hashem knows what's going to happen? That famous question that puts us in this circular logic of how could I possibly have free will or free choice if God knows what the outcome is going to be? Does that mean that I didn't have free choice to begin with? And it's a question that most of the Goyim grapple with. Um, and for us, well, it's not so difficult to understand. I'm going to explain it for us. So... The fact that Hashem knows what's going to happen doesn't necessarily mean that I didn't have a choice in the matter. The Torah tells us in many places uh, that we have options, right? Right? So uh, Pasuk in the Torah says, this is one example of many, right? That Hashem says, I'm placing before you two paths. You know, one is a good one and one is not so good. And you should choose the path of life. Gemara Nida says uh, that uh, the angel that is in charge of uh, of childbirth is called Lila. That's his name. And uh, what he does is he takes the drop of this fertilized egg and he runs up to Shamayim and he says, He tells Hashem, This little dot, this little drop, what's going to be the outcome? Gibor or Halash? Chacham or Tipesh? Ashir or Ani? Is he going to be strong, weak, smart, not smart, wealthy? Says the Gemara, ilu sadik lo ka'amar. They don't ask what the person's actions are going to be. Is this person going to be a sadik or not? Why? Famous statement. Everything is in uh, you know, the power of Hashem to control except for that is only up to us. Right? To choose to be a Sadiq or to be a Rasha is not up to is not up to Hashem. That is totally up to us. The Rambam you know talks about it extensively, right? That uh, that that Hashem has given us the option, and therefore there's nobody that's pushing us onto the path of righteousness or pushing us onto the path path the other way. And therefore you know, when, we, when we've come to the wrong decisions and we, we make the wrong actions, that's up to us to make Teshuvah. Because uh, nobody forced us to do that other than ourselves. And uh, it's all, it's all uh, on our own, our own personal account. Like, uh, you know, uh, it says, uh, I mean, if I was commanded uh, and forced into, you know, doing things that are improper, then how could I, a person be... Judge, judge for that. It's impossible. How could it be that the Nevi'im 
screaming at Am Yisrael to make Teshuvah, if it was Gozer, it was Nigzar on them from Shamaim, that they're supposed to be the Shaim, they're supposed to be, uh, you know, unrighteous people. What do you mean make Teshuvah? What is that talking about? It's Im- therefore, it's impossible to say that Hashem has forced us into one path or the other. We may have accustomed ourselves to behaving one way, but that was us. We did it. And that works both on the positive side and the negative side. You can train yourself to be a righteous person and just, just as easily can train yourself to be, and maybe even easier, to be an unrighteous person. And, uh, you know, it's only up to us. Akol Tzafui, Hashem is going to see that. Hashem lives outside of time. So just because He can see it, we live inside of time. And that's why we're unable to understand that how could it be that Hashem knows what I'm going to do in advance and I have the, the option to do it. Because for us, the result of my decisions hasn't happened yet. And therefore you want to say, oh, but if Hashem already knows, then that means I didn't have an option really because he knew what I was going to choose. And the answer is quite simple, no. We, we, we see life as a series of progressions because we live inside of time. Hashem doesn't live inside of time. Hashem sees, lives outside of time. Hashem sees the entire movie all at one time, from beginning to end of a person's life is in front of Hashem at all times. And therefore... Just because that particular event in my life, in my time frame, hasn't happened yet, that doesn't mean that, that Hashem is controlling what the outcome is. He just knows what I'm going to choose. But I, it was totally up to me. Absolutely up to me to decide what to do and what not to do. It's just that Hashem is able to see what my option, what my choice is going to be in the future. Because why? Because Hashem doesn't have a future and doesn't have a past. Hashem is, is, is timeless. And then the, the Mishnah continues to say, "Betov ha'olam nidon," right? That the world is being judged, um, you know, in righteousness or properly. So a few explanations over here. Um, we know the Gemara tells us that uh, the story is that uh, when Hashem first created the world, that uh, Hashem intended to create the world with midat din, with strict judgment, and so the world couldn't last, and therefore he he had to uh, partner. The midat din with midat rahamim, right? That he had to attach onto it, onto the strict judgment, the merciful judgment. The pasuk says in Torah, "Be'asot be'yom asot Adonai Elohim eretz b'shamayim." Adonai Yudke Vavke is the mercy name. Elohim, the name of strict din, and Hashem put them together. Not only put them together, actually put the mercy first. Even though his intention was to create with midat nadin, and and, uh, and it was impossible, the people can't do that because of this this yetzer hara that we have, and that's why when we say um, that the person is uh, 50-50, right? He's a 50-50 guy, exactly half averot and half uh, avonot uh, and and half mitzvot. So we say that Hashem is matik hesed. Hashem will tilt such scales of that person to the side of hesed. Why? What's he going to say? Hashem is going to say, there is one more zikhut I can be melamed on such a 50-50 person. And what is that? He gave, I gave him the yetzahara. He has this yetzahara that's forcing him to do that, and that will tilt the scales in favor of the of the side of rahamim. Uh, that's for the 50-50 guy, right? That's not going to work on the guy who's more. I mean, they could tilt it. You'll still get the credit for the yetzahara, but it's not going to tip the scales for you. It ain't going to help you. So, matek lapehesed for the 50-50 guy. Okay, fine. And uh, example of uh, one of the types of chesed, Chavodya uh, brings down over here with some midrash in Bereshit Rabbah that uh, the Adam Harishon when he ate from Eitz Adat, 
you know, that the penalty was death. And it says in the Pasuk, right, the, the biyom acholcha mimenu mot tamut. That the day that you eat from the etzadat, you're going to die. Now, Adam ate from etzadat and didn't die. Actually, Adam lived almost a thousand years. He lived 907, uh, 930 years. So what do you mean on the day that you eat from it, you will die? So the, the Midrash brings down, yes, because why? Hashem was using his midat arahamim and interpreted the, the word, the day that you eat it, not a human day, but a day in Hashem's eyes. Like the Pasuk says, the day of Hashem is a thousand years. And therefore, Adam lived, ended up living 930. We saw, he saw David HaMelech and the whole story that he gave 70 years of his life to David HaMelech. And uh, he ended up living 930 years. Why? Because Hashem interpreted the day, uh, the word day, as not a 24-hour period, but rather a thousand-year period. Okay. The Gemara Masechet Rosh regarding what I mentioned, some of the Yud uh, Gimel Midot, mentions over there uh, that uh, Rav Ilfa brings down a, uh, a statement. He says, Ketiv, Rav Chesed, Uchtiv, Emet. Now, Rav Chesed is like we just said a minute ago, you're tilting to the favorable side. Now, that's not Emet. Emet is, the guy's a 50-50 guy. He doesn't deserve to give, be given a Hamim. So, why do we say that he's Rav Chesed and Emet? How could Hashem be both Rav Chesed and Emet? So, the Gemara answers, well, it says, which means Rav Chesed is first Hashem saw as chose Midat Adin, and then he saw that the world couldn't last, and he, in, he incorporated into it Rav Chesed, Matek Chesed, which, which uh, is a little bit out of order, because we actually say in the order of the Yag Midot, first we say Rav Chesed, and then we say Emet. So you tell me that it's Emet, and then Rav Chesed, that first I want to do Emet, and then Hashem says, well, if I use Emet, Lo'alenu, uh, problems, so we don't want that to happen to anybody, so I'm going to use instead Rav Chesed. Right, merciful. But then, then the Yagmi Dot should have been written in that order. It should have been Emet ve'Rav Chesed. What do you mean Rav Chesed ve'Emet? So they bring down an amazing explanation. I'll, I'll give him a mashal. Um, there was this king, and uh, one of his officers that he really, really loved. Uh, one time, uh, okay, the guy did something he wasn't supposed to do. You know, he did, and uh, so they brought him to the judge. To the king, who's the judge? The king. Okay, and they decided the uh, court case. Okay, we decide he's guilty, he is guilty, he really did it. And, uh, you know, the king can't let the guy off without anything. He has to show that he's the king and he has to penalize. And therefore he says, 30 days, you have a one, you have 30 days to, to pay $100,000 penalty. And if you don't come up with the money in 30 days, I'm going to put you in jail for a year. Bangs on the table with the gavel, that's the sentence. You have 30 days. Guy's... To just he doesn't have that kind of money. He's running around trying to collect, trying to collect, trying to collect. He can't come. He can't come. He, uh, comes to the last night before the thirtieth day. He doesn't have the money, and he's getting himself ready. He's packing up his bags. He's getting ready. He knows he's going to jail tomorrow. He can't have the king let him off. It's not right. What's he gonna do? And the king knows that he doesn't have the money. And the king loves this person. It's his friend, and he also can't look like a weakling. So what he does is he tells his son, the king, tells his son, listen, take this bag. Take $100,000 from the treasury. I want you to go tonight, in the middle of the night, and I want you to go to this guy's house, break the window open, and throw the bag inside his house, and run away. I don't want anyone to see you. So that's what he does. The son goes, the guy break, he breaks the glass, and he throws it in. The guy woke up from the broken glass. He runs to the living room. He sees on the floor, 
suitcase. Oh, what's this? He opens it up, $100,000. The guy is jumping for joy. He wakes up the next morning, puts on his suit and tie. He goes over to the courthouse. The king was there also to see what's going to happen. And he pays the fine for the $100,000. And he's given a receipt. And he's given a, a release of judgment. Mabruk, go home. That's the mashal. The nimshal is the same. Why does it say Rav Chesed ve'emet? <laughs> really, it's supposed to be emet and then Rav Chesed. So you know what happens? Hashem, what he does is emet. He judges you. He judges people. And then what he wants to do is he doesn't want to punish us so harshly. So he'd rather take some money away from us. You know, pay for the sins in this world. But the guy doesn't have enough money. You know what Hashem does? Rav Chesed. He sends through Chesed the money. The guy will make a lot of money. The guy will get whatever he needs it is. And then the Emet. And then Hashem will take it away from him. In order to be able to pay for the sin, Hashem first sends the money and then takes away, then takes the money away to pay for the sins. That's Rav Chesed. He sends in his mercy, actually gives us the way to get rid of the sin, right? And then judges us and takes it away. And now we know when we look at it, a guy had a fantastic life, things are going well for him. All of a sudden, something goes a little bit wrong. And we look at it, oh, what's going on? We go crazy. How could it be? Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, oh my God, ya haram. Ooh, ah. And we get dejected and we get depressed and we get mejnun and we don't realize that it's Rav Chesed ve'emet. It's, it's kaparat avonot. Hashem sent you the money the first time to get rid of the avonot because if you didn't have the money and he has to collect on the avonot, lo alenu velo alechem, what kind of crazy headaches and Shema Yisrael could happen to people. Nobody should know from them ever. Baruch Hashem, accept it and say thank you. Kaparat avonot. You know what it is? It's Rav Chesed and Emet. The end of the Mishnah closes out that a person is judged based on all of his actions, majority of his actions. Like the Rambam says, a person who has an option to give tzedakah. Should he give $1,000 to one guy or 1,000 times $1 to 1,000 different people? So the Rambam Better to give a dollar to a thousand people than to give a thousand dollars to one person. Why? Because to beat your Yetzirah one time, that people can do. To beat your Yetzirah a thousand times on that money every time, every time, every time, ah, that shows me now. So that person gets a bigger reward. You're going to be judging Shemaim, they're going to start counting. How many times the guy was able to beat the Yetzirah in this mitzvah, and in that mitzvah, and in this mitzvah, and in that mitzvah. And for it's based on Rov HaMa'aseh. And therefore, that's the explanation for the Rambam's explanation. One more, and we'll wrap it up over here. The Chida says, Ma'aseh is talking about what's going to be in Olam Haba for a person. How is a person judged Olam Haba? And therefore, if a person is a Sadiq in this world, so the Rov of his actions are Sadiq, so in Olam Haba, he gets the reward for his Sitkut. If the person in this world is the opposite of a Sadiq, so when he gets in the Olam Haba, the opposite of his sitkut, uh, what should happen to someone who's a rasha. And that's hakol lefirov ma'aseh is the judgment and on the, at the end of time. I wish everybody a beautiful, wonderful